0: And here in the city, like most of the producers and hosts at KPFK, we are working for free. Why do we do it? We do it because we love it. We love making radio. And it is precisely for that reason that my co-producer, Luis Sierra Campos, and I also teach radio and journalism to high school students every week with a nonprofit organization called The Heart Project. The Heart Project was founded in 1992 at a community center in Skid Row and has since grown to serve 23 continuation high schools around Los Angeles. The Heart Project envisions a world where all alternative high school students graduate from high school, thrive into adulthood, and propel all society with their unique creativity. The people who work at the Heart Project do this by inviting artists into the classroom to teach. On the phone we have Margaret Edwards. She's the program director at the Heart Project. Margaret, thanks for joining us.
1: Thanks, Sarah.
0: So, could you tell us about why the staff at the Heart Project does the work that they do?
1: Well, yes. Well, um, it, well, it's because we have a, a deep belief in arts education, um, and um, and a, a lot of these students that we're working with in alternative high schools have spent much of their uh, educational life without the arts, um, and and these students are really creative, and they need that outlet. Um, the the staff here at the Heart Project are also uh, artists themselves uh, as well as workshop coordinators in various other roles and the, f- really believe that arts education is part of a complete education. You're not fully educated unless that's part of it.
0: Absolutely. Everything that you learn in that classroom is something that you can take forward with you in life and will serve you well in other aspects.
1: That's right. That's right.
0: Can you give us an idea, Margaret, of what it's like for an artist who's maybe never stood in front of a group of high school students before to walk into a classroom and spend the semester working together and teaching?
1: Sure. Well, it's a, it's a very um, it's a diverse experience. Um, each, each of the classrooms that we work in, um, the, the physical environment can, is very different. Some are kind of in a traditional but smaller uh, high school space. Others, though, are in storefronts in a mini mall. Some are in churches, uh, you know, various spaces. And so, first of all, they're not in any way art-making spaces. So that's the first thing is that the artist goes in there and transforms that space and gets the kids to to go with them uh, on this journey. And um, as I said before, the kids uh, who are in alternative high schools you know for many reasons were disengaged from their schools and a lot of it is because they have all this creative energy and either uh... have not um had a place to channel it or or someone to kind of look to and say oh yeah i you know i i can do that too mm-hmm. Um and so the students really engage the artist in their art practice and okay. we that's what we want we want the artist to come in and say here's what i do here's how i think about this idea and our goal is really that the artist would their their own art practice is invigorated by the the energy of these kids.
2: So, what do uh, students in the program learn about uh, work?
1: Well, uh, the the structure of our program uh, it's a it's a ten week workshop. So they do two hours a week for ten weeks. At the end of that ten weeks, there's a what we call a public presentation at um, the cultural institution that we partner with each year. Um, so, uh, so they know from the beginning that they are working towards a deadline, and they have you know they have to think about their project, uh, think about how to brainstorm, how much time to give to to. Um, testing and trying, and then finally deciding, okay, this is what I'm going for, and then knowing that they have that deadline at the end. Uh, And all of that process includes a lot of collaboration, collaboration with the artist and the student, but also amongst the students uh, in order to get their projects to, to where they feel satisfied, that they can present that and be proud.
0: Well, deadlines and collaboration is something that we know all about. Margaret Edwards, uh, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you.
2: Uh, we're going to go now to a story by one of the students who uh, Luis Sierra Campos and Sarah worked with at the Heart Project. Is- Isabel Ariza and Eddie Sandoval take us to Isabel's parents' taco truck to talk to, to, talk to them about the work they do. But right now we're in Echo Park in Sunset and Logan. We're in, this, in the corner of save A lot We're in the lonchera of my parents. It's called Tacos Ariza. The, the meaning for the Tacos Arisas is our last name. Arisas, that's my dad's last name, so that's why the name did that. And right now they're just getting here, they're opening and setting up everything. Practically everybody who lives in Echo Park comes over here, like, yeah, and like a lot of white people. A lot of mira muchos Son los que vienen Yeah, it gets really hot in there in the summer, it's especially the where the plancha where they make the tacos. It gets really hot, like an oven. <laughs> Ya sí, quemó sí. grasa, mire aquí, ya quemó grasa. No, 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 Rapidito, ¿Lo sí, sí. Porque mire.
0: Ay también.
2: ¿Cuándo empezamos? Cuatro años ya. Ajá, pero ¿cuándo? En enero, ¿no? En un día de enero. Vamos a hacer cuatro años hoy este primero de enero. Uh-huh. Bueno, se los digo a ustedes porque a la policía no se lo no digo porque me regañan.
0: De veras, ¿por qué?
2: Porque ya ve pues que por esa ley que han, que, que han puesto de que no quieren ver más loncheros en la calle. Entonces nos hemos quedado callados, ¿verdad? Porque... Con
3: sí, no no de... esa ley, no, nada más que ustedes están haciendo. Están dando de... de... Hacer una vida y no agarrar ¿no? dinero y todo eso. Tuvimos
2: que, tenemos, tuvimos que hacer una organización, ¿verdad? Estamos, Somos bien poquitos, pero ahí estamos, ¿verdad? En Una organización que nos están apoyando ¿Tiene, bastante. ¿Y la policía cuando,
0: cuando llegó la, la policía la primera vez? ¿Qué hicieron ustedes? ¿Cómo era? Este?
2: Pues que nos muevamos. Y que no podemos estar más de dos horas parados en un solo lugar. Y nos tenemos que mover a unas dos millas de lejos. I remember being there. <laughs> they just parked and they came up to us and told us that we needed to move it. And um, that who was the owner. And they were kind of being rude. Like, because my mom wanted to ask them why. And, like, um, like she didn't understand English real good. So, like, they, would, they were, like, trying to, like, they were talking smack, kind of. And um, my mom was like, well, what do you want me to do? You know, like, I need a way for my husband. I don't know how to drive. And they're like, well, we need you to move it now. Era muy duro. Sí, uh, a por lo menos cinco tiques a la semana. Los oh. primeros eran baratos, pero los últimos que nos estaban dando ya eran de 150 cada ticket. Es que el policía decía, "No te quiero ver aquí. No te quiero ver aquí." Like, they leave you alone for a while. They don't really like nobody knows like when they're going to come. That's the messed up part about it. Like that like i don't know where like they're selling whatever and i don't know where just cops come with a big truck and they start telling you to move and like you you know like they, they'll dump your food and oh like there's a cop right there well actually he's the one that gives tickets out to like stands this guy always comes here and buys tacos
3: I'm not, if I don't
2: have money and I'm hungry, I'll just come to my parents' lunch and be like, oh, let's make me some tacos. <laughs> or um, I'll bring my friends. Or I actually do like working here because like, like if something would happen, like I know I have my parents to back me up. I could work with them. Like if I wouldn't find a job or something, they would be there.
0: Pastor con carnitas. Okay, so you heard some Spanish there. That was Isabel Arisa of the Heart Project, and she was talking to her parents. They were explaining that they went through a period where they were regularly ticketed and um, run off their parking space, which they did pay for every two hours with quarters. Um, but the LAPD didn't like that. It's happened to a lot of taco truck vendors before, and the Arisas eventually joined the Taco Truck Owners Association after Isabel's father was arrested for vending, even though he does have a permit permit to sell food. The struggle between food vendors and the police continues, and here in the city we'll be covering it.
2: Anna Maria Morello was once a sidewalk vendor. Uh, now she rents a storefront on 7th and Alvarado across the street from MacArthur Park.
0: On a rainy day in October, while we were out learning field recording with the Heart Project, student Siobhan Marshall walked with me into Anna's newsstand to talk to Miss Morello about her work selling books, magazines, and newspapers.
3: May I ask your name? Ana Maria Morello, M-O-R-E-L-L-O. How many customers a day do you get? Uh, now? Yeah. It's slow. Do you enjoy, like, working oh, here? Oh, yes, because I like books and magazines. You know, I like to be uh, a day information and everything. And every day come in different things. You can read about self-improve, biography, history. I like history very much. So, what are some of the downfalls of the business? Dealing with people. Because there are people with different, uh, you know, problems. And when they come in here, they come with the problems. Is it like the analyst. If they got a problem with the wife, they tell you. It's okay, I understand, I can't hear. And, and they got a problem in the job, or they don't get enough money. It's not just give me this magazine or give me this book. Do you like your neighborhood, and do you think it's like the best place to run your business? This kind of business, yes. But I like changes in the neighborhood. I remember a long time ago it was terrible the MacArthur Para. Do you remember Tom Bradley, when they killed the daughter, she was an addiction to the to the drugs. They put the daughter on the park, you know. But there are many things here. There are many things. Not only one thing. What made you stay? Well for my customers. This is the way of living, you know. And you not everybody can work in something that you like. That's true. No everybody can work. I hear every day, I do this job because I have to feed my kids, because I don't have another choice. So I'm doing this because I like the books, you know. And I see that the people have the necessity, even in Spanish, mm-hmm. you know. I'm from Madrid, but I, my family moved to Buenos Aires City when I was one year and a half um, after the Civil War. And uh, we moved 1950 uh, to Argentina. Well we got a lot of problems in Buenos Aires in that time with the government's military coupes, you know fascistas. <laughs> and they they give a list like this that you can read the uh, El Principito. This can Antoine the Sun is superior because it's subversive, you know. You cannot do this, 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 this. Especially press, especially radio TV, they had to, you know. Do what they want to do. That's it. It's happening in Latin America still now. Look at Honduras. Do you have many young people, like around the age of 13 to 17? No. because they read anything. You know, that kind of people, they read in English. They're looking for border books.
0: Has anyone written a book about MacArthur Park?
3: We can't do it. No. You have to make science fiction book.